the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Looking for strategies to help you protect your portfolio in these uncertain times? Visit RobBlack.com. RobBlack.com. Powered by EP Wealth. Welcome in. Or wait, 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 let me do this. Good morning, Vietnam. Here's the approach that I always try to take. Everyone was in love with Robin Williams. So I was like, yeah, let's not be in love with Robin Williams. He's just overacting. He's just uh, over over modulated. I know. I know. Like for me, Michael Jordan, not the greatest of all time, but he was the greatest ball hog of all time. I joke. I try to come from things with a slightly different perspective. Maybe, maybe not always, though. A joke, you know? Yesterday, the NASDAQ was down 1.9%. The SP 500 down 1.7%. The Dow Jones Industrial Average down 1.4%. The 10 year Treasury sits at 3.5%, which is pretty low towards the second half of the year, where we feel if it's in a trading range of 3.5 to 4.2. 4-2, it makes it much tougher headwind for Wall Street to work because investors have a choice. Do you want to earn 4.2% safely or do you want to get in something that might, might go down? Um, there's a teeter-totter there where the risk starts to rise as the 10-year treasury starts to move above 3.5 to 3.6 to 3.7. The risk becomes higher on the teeter-totter. Bitcoin sits under 17,000 today. Salesforce down 7% yesterday. Stocks took a dive in a classic case of good news is bad news. This is another investment lesson you're going to learn again and again and again and again if you're, if you play around with money and savings. Positive economic data has investors worried that the Fed may keep interest rates higher for longer than expected, not necessarily raise them faster now, not necessarily raise them in big chunks now but keep them higher for longer. I would say that's more the general opinion now that you're going to see maybe one or two more rate hikes and then you're just going to see them sit on them like a mother duck with her ducklings. Does that sound right? Like a hen with her chicklets? I don't know. I don't have a good birthing analogy of sitting on top of something for quite a while and just letting it incubate. What else is out there as far as stories go? Salesforce stock has dropped to its lowest point since April 2020 as it keeps losing executives. Co-CEO Brett Taylor announced he was leaving last week. Yesterday, the CEO of Slack, which Salesforce acquired, said he was on his way out too. What's going on? Wall Street sometimes will shoot first, ask questions later, but that it looks like a exodus of management. Success or failure starts at the top. Take a look at your favorite sports team. Do you have a great owner? Boil it down, boil it down, boil it down. Are they winning uh, championships? Nike cuts ties with Kyrie Irving. Again, we all can do better. I've made mistakes recently that I regret. Um, Kyrie Irving has made some mistakes. Um, I made a mistake uh, 
with some of the things I said. Kyrie Irving made some mistakes with some of the things he said. Nike decided to just do it and sever ties with its relationship with them completely. The company had worked with Irving since 2014, and its Kyrie branded shoes are popular with his fellow NBA players. The Kyrie 8 model was supposed to debut in November. Irving's agent described the parting of ways as mutual. I, I just, I don't know. You know, I, I, on sometimes I want to say, like, can't we all just get along? <clears throat> One of the most loving, wonderful relationships I has ever been in was with a young woman whose family practiced the Jewish religion. And it was amazing. I saw a lot of family in that religion. Um, and that lifestyle, I saw a lot of family and I thought that was a good thing. Ooh, here's the sticky wicket of the day, right? Uh, romantically entwined good morning, America, three anchors pulled off the air. They were not going to be pulled off and they were going to be pulled off again, telling you we live in the 21st century and coworkers are not meant to be, uh, married or dating or dating while they're still married. <laughs> Whoops. Um, easy to laugh at that one. Glad I'm not involved in that situation. But I'll tell you honestly, um, I have seen relationships at work turn into a situation of favoritism. So I, I think that's a, that's good that ABC is pulling back and saying we need to eyeball this to make sure that love is love. That's fine. But they have to be careful on um, making sure that no one's left out in the cold. Um, as choices of, oh, she's my favorite, or, oh, he's my favorite. It's been about a month. We're not quite done talking about the midterm elections, but we're kind of done talking about the midterm elections, but we're not quite done talking about the midterm elections. Georgia voters will head to the polls today for a key runoff election between incumbent Democrat Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker. Recent polls show Warnock with a slight advantage, but just like the original contest, it is a tight race. I know you're saying, man, some things just never die on Wall Street. That's right. I would agree with that statement. That is right. Some things feel like they never, ever, ever, ever go away. And, um, you know, midterms are going to turn into quickly the presidential cycle again, which we do have to talk about on this show. Please know I'm trying to be impartial as much as I can and um, vote for how you want. JP Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon said that he thinks a mild to more pronounced recession is likely ahead. That's worthy of note. Jamie Dimon, if you were to collect baseball cards of CEOs or economists, uh, important figures on Wall Street, he's one of the top ones. I would trade a Jamie Dimon for, let's say, two Stanley Drunken Millers. I'll give you two Stanley Drunken Millers for one. Okay, you get the idea. I'll give you a Peter Lynch and a Drunken Miller for uh, uh, Jamie Dimon. He he says some stuff that, man, he is New York. You used to think that Donald Trump was New York, but if you want to see New York, it's Carl Icahn and it's Jamie Dimon. And if you want to see Wall Street, the way these guys talk, I love. So he thinks a mild to more pronounced recession is likely ahead. Pay attention to that. Go Google, what should I do in a recession? In the previous hour, I talked about Warren Buffett and how he's frugal. I'm frugal. Walmart CEO Doug McMillan reiterated low-end consumers feeling pressure. Union Pacific CEO today said, Lance Fritz, um, that the economy and consumer are slowing. So if you run a train company, you kind of know this by what sort of freight you're putting on the back of your engineer. 
I do like train companies for long-term patient investors. If it fits into your portfolio, maybe it will, maybe it won't. I don't know. But it's part of the Dow Jones Industrial or the Dow Jones Transport Index. Trains are planes, trains, and automobiles. And I like trains the most out of all those, generally speaking. Because a train, you have a conductor, and then you have a caboose, and in between you can put 50 freight cars. Whereas a tractor trailer, you have one tractor trailer, and if you're lucky, you get two of them back to back. But after that, it becomes way too dangerous to put on the highway. So trains are super important to our economy. Therefore, a CEO of a train company can tell us how our economy is doing. Between J.P. Morgan Chase, Walmart, and Union Pacific, you should start thinking, maybe the Fed is raising rates too much. Maybe they'll pause, and that'll give us a chance to reflect on equity valuations. We're not seeing the white of the eyes yet, but we're starting to see our generals in the field, J.P. Morgan Chase's CEO, Jamie Dimon, Walmart CEO, Doug McMillan, Union Pacific CEO, Lance Fritz. They're telling us the battle's getting closer with a recession. The recession is coming. We almost can see the white of the eyes. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Brought to you by EP Wealth. This is the Rob Black Show. Thank you for listening. Um, I pledge that if you listen, I'm going to try not to waste your time. Some days are better than others, but I pledge if you listen, I'm going to try every day to come up with something that means something for you, financially speaking. Robinhood is rolling out an IRA. It wants the buy and hold crowd, and they're doing a 1% match in it. So right now, if I have a choice of investing in, say, my own IRA with Charles Schwab, or an IRA by Robinhood. And if Robinhood's going to give me a 1% match, I'm going there. Will Swap copy it? I don't know. Will Fidelity, will Vanguard? I don't know. Will Robinhood go, this isn't making us, this isn't really a great idea and cancel it after a year? Will they cap it? I don't know. I haven't read all the details on it. But the headline and the first three paragraphs of the press release kind of reads that they're going to do a 1%. You put in, they're going to match I I kind of like that idea. Um, and it also shows that Robinhood is willing to grow up a little bit. You want that in a company. I own no shares of Robinhood. Sam Bankman Freed owns shares in uh, Robinhood. Let's just say, try not to be like SBF. Try to be like RFB. And I'll never tell you my middle name. I'll never tell you my middle name. Um, Robinhood is pitching a 1% match so that someone putting in $1,000 will get an additional $10 from the company. The match is for the first of its kind for a brokerage account. And I think it shows you what digital products can do. Now, again, when you're at Robinhood, they're probably going to pound you with, hey, get a credit card. Hey, get this, get that. Um, use margin, buy options. You're going to get the good and the bad. But I do like that 1% match. Um, for the average American, take what you can get. I know you're saying you're nuts. You're worried about 1%. I am. I've got credit cards that pay me back 2 to 4% on every transaction. And it's the 4% on groceries and gasoline with my Verizon card. And it's 3% on my 
travel and airlines with my Chase Sapphire card. And it's 2% on basically every other category with my Citibank card. And what's interesting is I, I probably deserve to be divorced and, and solo and by myself because every time my spouse spins with the wrong card, I'm like, tisk tisk tisk. You're taking money out of our baby's mouths. I speak in clicks. <laughs> oh, joy, 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 joy. I speak in clicks and tongue knocking. Bad, bad wife, wrong credit card. But I think that adds up. So for instance, I don't buy a lot of stuff at Target because that's not, it doesn't fall on me. I buy my groceries typically at Safeway and I get that 4% off from Verizon. Love that. Um, but Target gives 5% off if you use a debit card. I don't like debit cards, but they have their own debit card. It's a card linked to your bank account. It's called the Target Red. Amazon's got the same exact thing, but it's a credit card. It's called the Amazon Prime card. And it gives you 5% off on all your purchases. So this Christmas, if you buy, if I only buy from Amazon and you buy direct from the store with cash, I'm getting a better deal than you in theory, in theory. You may be a better shopper than I, for sure. I know you're saying, what's your big Christmas gift this year? You don't even want to know. It's stupid. It's basically a log-burning stove that you could do um, outdoor grilling on that's smokeless because it has a fan. <laughs> I know you're saying, just pollute the world. No. Can't. Want to, but don't. No. PepsiCo is cutting jobs. Layoffs are spreading into new sectors, not just tech jobs, not just meta, but into potato chips now. I know you're saying like semiconductor chips. No, potato chips. PepsiCo, the maker of Pepsi Soda and Lay's Potato Chips, is planning to cut hundreds of jobs at its North American headquarters. The layoffs at PepsiCo mark a shift in the U.S. economic outlook a year after which the Federal Reserve has aggressively raised interest rates to slow down the world's economies or the U.S. economies, which on some levels, it's the, the dog that wags the tail of the world, right? Price hikes are expected to crimp consumption and consumption is expected to hit companies like Amazon and Meta, the big tech companies, but it's also expected to hit Disney and Netflix as we go, you know, what can I really afford on streaming? Do I need both or should I just go with one? But PepsiCo is going to cut jobs in its offices in New York and its North American snacks and packaged foods businesses based in Chicago and Texas. Well, I should say Chicago and Plano. So it's Chicago, Illinois. You can't say Chicago without saying Illinois. You can't say Plano without saying Texas, or you could say the cities, but you got to say the states. Uh, it's too much to go on to. PepsiCo employs about 309,000 people worldwide. Some 129,000 of them are in the United States. There is no exact number that they're saying. They're just planning job cuts. What's interesting about job cuts is it's bad news, right? Boo! It's Christmas time in the city. It's December and Pepsi is announcing the job cuts. Thanks, Pepsi. All I got for Christmas was this big pink slip. Um, labor is the biggest cost of doing business. That's why bad news is good news. It's It stinks to say out loud, I am the bad guy. I am the capitalist pig. Wink, wink. But it's also fair to say, 
I look at corporations as people. I look at, you know, I can look at PepsiCo and I can look at my boss. If my boss is called Sammy, I can look at Sammy and PepsiCo as the same exact thing, a person. And Sammy may have to come to me at some point in time and say, you know, Rob, we're going to have to let you go because we're not selling enough advertising or the listeners aren't buying enough advertising. And I understand that. Same thing with Pepsi. Pepsi's going to have to go to some of their employees and say, we may have to let you go because uh, the consumer's not buying as many of our products as we want them to. Um, the IRS looks at Sammy and Pepsi as living beings, both of them. It's a weird thing to say, right? But it's true. The S&P 500 is getting rejected at the 4,000 level. Not going not to break through. Deepening inversion in the treasury yield curve, again, saying more and more likely that a recession is ahead. On top of that, J.P. Morgan Chase CEO Jamie Dimon saying today that a recession is ahead. He thinks it's going to be mild to more pronounced. When he talks, I listen. I don't think recessions are bad things. I think they curb excesses. You grew up in a world where recessions like daddy lost his job and now we're not going to get Christmas. I grew up in a world where I see things slightly different. Remember, I see Michael Jordan as a ball hog. I see a recession as curbing excesses that when things got too good, we got a little bit too fat. We took on too much labor. We bought too many things that we didn't really need to buy. We created inflation because we're all chasing after the same vacation packages. Recessions tend to curb those. Now, again, am I excited? No, but that's my eyeball on what a recession means to me. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. You are listening to the Rob Black Show podcast. For more information on EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. She's going to be, uh, her Swifties are suing Ticketmaster for the fiasco that was that. Um, big ticket announcement. One area where Taylor Swift made a huge mistake was she made all the tickets for all the concerts available all at the same time instead of scaling it. But we're not going to blame her. We're going to blame Ticketmaster. And I get it. And I get it. They're evil. But we're not going to blame her because she's the good light princess. Um, I know you're saying, are you being snarky? A little bit. Here's something that just blows my mind. You know, Walmart CEO came out this morning and said, uh, the lower end consumer is getting hurt. They're stressed by inflation. He also said this morning that theft is becoming a bigger issue at stores across the United States. He thinks if the problem continues, it could lead to store closures and price jumps. I think we have all been in a drugstore or in a retail store or on the road watching as someone brazenly steals large amounts of goods from a store and runs down the street only to see an employee run out the door and then stop. I think we've all seen stories where um there's been smash and grabs at best buy and it's frustrating as a society to see this is where we are a that people need to do that and b that it happens in front of us and our children um theft is an issue it's higher than it has historically been so says the ceo of walmart we've got safety measures security measures that we've put in place by store location Local law enforcement being staffed and being a good partner is part of that equation, and that's normally how we approach it. So says the CEO of Walmart. Walmart's not the only big box retailer dealing with this. Target said shoplifting has jumped about 50% year over year, leading to more than $400 million in losses. That's a lot of money. 
to the point that this petty theft is starting CEO of Walmart to say a lax approach from prosecutors could impact prices and lead to store closures down the line. So local jurisdictions handle shoplifting cases in a lax approach, he's saying. And if that's not corrected over time, prices will go higher or stores will close. It's really city by city, location by location. It's store managers working with local law enforcement, and we've got great relationships for the most part. Now, that's story A on theft. Now, let's go to story B on theft. Porch pirates. A term that we didn't know 20 years ago before Amazon started delivering packages to our homes. Maybe we did. I don't know. I'm just going to be the divine opinion here and say this is something we've all heard of in the last few years. Porch pirate. What's that? that like a squirrel taking the uh, the bird feeder? It's kind of like that. So let's say you spent time waiting in line for a PlayStation 2 virtual reality headset that's coming out in February. And you took off time from work and you got in the queue and you were the very first person to get it. And it's going to be shipping in February. And your kids know about it as a late Christmas gift. And you're like all excited, all pumped up. And then a porch pirate takes it from you. And you're like all that time, all that goodwill, all that patience stolen before it's delivered to you. That's terrible. Thank you. Thank you so much for that tip in. Um, The round mound of pound. Uh, You're only waiting for your packages to land on your doorstep. You're not expecting for someone to take them. Even if your packages are insured, if it's stolen after it's been delivered to you, there's a good chance you won't be able to get reimbursed from the carrier. Reports of porch pirates or thieves who steal packages left outside people's homes spike during the holiday season. I'm going to give you a quick second. Let's play a quick little bit of Jeopardy. Um, how many packages do you think have been stolen from porches in the last 12 months? Porch pirates come to your home, sometimes while you're away, sometimes even if you have a camera on. How many packages have they stolen from you in the last 12 months? When I say you, I say the collective United States of America. How many packages? I don't even want to get into the packages per hour because it would dizzy you. And it's time for Final Jeopardy. Your answer is... If it was 260 million, you hit it right on the nose. Ding, 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 ding. Come on down. 260 million packages. Do you know how much that's worth? It's $19.5 billion. So I just talked about Target having $400, $500 million of theft in stores. The number is much bigger from our homes. Most of the time you order something and you expect it to arrive in two, three, five, seven business days. I wonder if there's stuff that I've ordered that I forgot about where my spouse that got porch pirated away from me. I know you're saying um, porch pirated away. It's like, how did you lose your son? Oh, a porch pirate got him. No, that's how you lose your PlayStation, not your child. One of the greatest stories of my mother, keep in mind, she had six kids. With me, she was a mall, and I was maybe one, one and a half years old. I was a baby. I was in her arms. And um, maybe the story's wrong. Maybe I was like two, because I must have been walking. So she's in a mall, and she starts screaming, where's my baby? Where's my baby? 
And that's me. She, she's misplaced me. I'm in a mall lost, except for I was in her arms. That tells you how much mothers go through and how mentally distressing it is to be a mother and how it wears on you day after day after day. Um, I'm like, I'm right here, mom. Where's my baby? Dingo ate my baby. My kids think that's the funniest line ever. And then you tell them the story and they're like, that's not actually that funny. So what can you do to stop porch pirates? I know you're saying you're going a long way to get to some small piece of advice. Yes, there's um, instead of having your package delivered out in the open near your front door, you can ask for specific instructions. You could enter your tracking number online at the post office at UPS at FedEx. You can ask that the package be hidden or delivered at a certain time when you're home. You could ask that it be put in a like an Amazon locker at a 7-Eleven or one of the locations that's convenient to you. There's ways around it. Um, you know, I guess my first experience with Porch Pirates was when I was living in a flat in San Francisco back in 2001, 2002. Where packages would come and the, the mail guy would just leave them down in the, the, the door. Uh, by the mailroom and homeless person or even a tenant would would grab them on the way. So we're again talking about a 20 billion, almost 20 billion dollar problem. So possibly install a camera outside your porch. I don't think that's going to keep them away. Have your packages delivered to a secure locker. That's kind of inconvenient, but it's a pretty good idea. FedEx and UPS allow you to reschedule when your package will be delivered. And you can arrange for a pickup at one of their facilities. On a situation like a PlayStation 5 or on a virtual reality headset, that's what I would do. American Express states that delivered packages nabbed from the front porch that were purchased with one of their credit cards could be protected up to $1,000 per incident. Not all credit cards are going to be the same. Any purchase made with a credit card issued by Chase is covered under a similar program. Be sure to check your credit card company. If you have renter's insurance, you may be able to file a claim to get partially reimbursed for the stolen goods. The amount you'll receive from the insurance company depends on what your deductible is. So if your deductible is $500 a year and the stolen package is $50, you get nothing back. Huh. Here's my, my advice on insurance whether it be renter's insurance or homeowner's insurance or health insurance, it's never quite as much as you think. And you're always ultimately a little bit disappointed. Now, again, I'm speaking for me, but I'm also speaking for a lot of people that I see in the healthcare industry go through and go, huh, I thought I had insurance. And insurance doesn't mean you pay your deductible and you're done. Uh-uh. So anyway, solving the porch pirate dilemma in no way, shape, or form am I recommending a BB gun sitting on your porch. Don't do that. Um, even though that could be a fantasy, even though that could be something you see on an HBO show that's really cute, don't do that. But try to be specific on when your package is delivered. Try to get to know your UPS and your Amazon people. Um I don't know what else to say. I just, I think this segment is a little bit shocking when we're talking about the billions of dollars that we're talking being stolen from stores. Like, again, I don't know what I would do if I was in a Best Buy with my son and there was a smash and grab where a lot of glass is broken and five people are stealing from display cases. 
that would freak me out a little bit and and be hopeful that I didn't have a pistol because I might use it. And then then you can't unuse it when you go bang, the bullet comes out of the gun and it doesn't come back in. Um, so you better know what you're doing. I do not know what I'm doing and I'm wise to say that out loud. Um, but I don't like it. I don't like the idea of my kids have to see that and have to go through that. And hopefully they'll never be victims of crime, but something tells me that I'm being too hopeful. 260 million packages worth almost $20 billion stolen from porch pirates. Then you start getting into the store in theft inside stores and you kind of get it. This is economy of haves and have nots. This is an area where um, there's people slipping through the cracks. I'm very sympathetic to it. I don't know the solution. Um, Is it redistribution of wealth like the communists do it in China? It could be. I don't know. I deal with capitalism. It's the system we got. And um, I try to be honest with you in every way possible. I pledge if you listen, I'll do my best to get you to retirement. I'm Rob Black. Questions about Social Security? Check out the Social Security Retirement Guide at robblack.com. That's robblack.com, powered by EP Wealth. At a company called Flourish, F-L-O-U-R-I-S-H. It is an institutional grade online bank that EP Wealth gives me access to. And I appreciate it because I like getting that high amount of cash. Three and a half percent is lovely on my cash. So like I $200,000 is pulling in like $1,500, $1,600 in interest. I'm like, sweet. That's like four meals for teenagers. It's like, oh, good golly, right? But it adds up. I have my cash work for me. I don't just have it sitting there earning 0%. Um, Credit cards. I highly recommend that you use credit cards if you're comfortable paying off the balance every month. If you're not, don't use them. But I service my credit cards. And um, if you Google best credit cards of 2023, 2022, you'll get some good ideas. Um, and some of them are advertisements. That's okay. Just take a look at what the credit card's offering. Don't sign up with that site or through that site because that's how they're getting their cash back unless you think that was worth your time. But there's also good sites like bankrate.com, uh, the points guy. There's hun- not hundreds, but there's many, many credit card companies. Um, and they try to explain what the points are worth and how to redeem them of note. Do redeem your points on a regular basis. A great example was I had a friend who was all big into Southwest and she was so proud of it. Like, oh yeah, I've got a free flight this weekend um, because all my points on my credit card, you know, all my dinners. And she was only getting 1% on her dinners going back into the points for flying. And I'm like, that's not really that good of a credit card. But let's say she had 18,000 points and she's like, I'm totally ready to take my free flight. Um, but she's only getting 1% back. So I'm like, why not get 4% back and just pay for your flight with cash kind of thing? Why not get a better <laughs> kickback? And that didn't ring in her head is true, but that's okay. Darwin kind of created that Darwinian rule for a reason, right? The Darwinian wood chipper for those who do not understand how to use credit card points. <clears throat> in you go. <clears throat> One of the greatest scenes in movie history, the first time you saw it in Fargo, the wood chipper, 
Um, but if you go to um, Points Guide, you go to Bank Rate, you'll find credit cards and Wells Fargo's active cash. It gets you 2% back on everything you buy. I'm fine with that. Um, if you can get a Verizon card, if you use Verizon for your phone, it gives you something like 10 to 15% off your bill. But it, on top of that, I'm going to say 10 to $15 off your bill, which could equal 10 to 15% off your bill. But on top of it, it gets 4% off groceries and 4% off of gasoline. And use those points to pay for your cell phone. I'm fine with that. That's what I do. Um, Fidelity Rewards Visa. Not the greatest program, but 2% back on every purchase when you deposit rewards into an eligible Fidelity account, So, which I like. Um, if you have a brokerage account, a cash management account, a health savings account, a retirement account, a 529 uh, college savings plan, Fidelity Go, their robo-advisor, I'm fine with you automatically saving and sometimes like, oh, and you get three free rides on Lyft per month. Or yeah, I'm not saying that's Fidelity's one, but those are good things. Perks are okay to be exploited if you pay off your credit card each and every month. Problem is, most people get into trouble. SP 500 is getting rejected today. Um, is there going to be a Santa Claus rally? Daddy, is there really Santa Claus? Not this year on the stock market, son. There's a deepening inversion along the treasury yield curve. The JP Morgan Chase CEO is saying that he thinks a mild to more pronounced recession is likely ahead. That's blanketing Wall Street with a little bit of how shall we say, not dread, but kind of a wet blanket of fun. Walmart CEO Doug McMillan's reiterated that low-end consumers still feeling pressure. Union Pacific CEO Lance Fritz says the economy and consumer are slowing. You know, it doesn't take the X-Files and Scully. The truth is out there, Mulder. The truth is out there. It does look like a recession is coming. One of the greatest stories, um, one of the greatest interviews I ever had was I had Sam Coach on from Boston Beer many, many years ago. And um, he was kind of partying in Denver in the early hours before his segment. It wasn't the most awesome interview, but it certainly was kind of fun to get through. Um, today, an analyst is saying that Boston Beer, the outlook for seltzer and truly specifically, there's little doubt that 2022 turned into be a far more challenging for the hard seltzer categories. Decelerating, in fact, is the right word to use. Remember during the lockdown, one of the very first things we learned during COVID was that people were day drinking and you're like, really? And that hard seltzers were a thing and a little bit of vodka, a little bit of water and a little bit of like cherry flavor and let the day begin. There was a trend there. Well, that trend seems to be over. Um, of note in the beverage category, there are lots of trends, whether it be lemonades or punches or hard ciders or ales or triple ales or double ales, or you get the idea. Truly saw big declines in case counts on a year over year basis. Be careful. Trend investing is it's lovely when it's good, but it's a little girl with a curl when it's bad. Not so nice. You can find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Thanks for listening. 
For more information about EP Wealth, visit robblack.com. That's robblack.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.